Yes, people, we are coming in with the sounds of the king. That's right. Welcome to another episode of Echo Chamber. We've got a couple of films for you this week, but cinemas are open. So let's take a look at the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the first to the 3rd of August Okay, so At number 10 We have got Walt Dunn's Trolls World Tour At number 9 people We've got the classic Steven Spielberg Jurassic Park At number 8 Another classic, Christopher Nolan's The The Dark Knight Rises. At number... (laughs) At number seven, people. At number seven, we have got um, Kim Hagen Jensen. And Tony Zink's Dream Builders. At number six, we've got Alex Winkor's Proxima. At number five, we've got Keith Thomas's The Vigil. At number four, we've got Irvin Kreshner's classic and possibly the best of the bunch Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back sorry that's at number 5 even at number 4 people no at number 3 Jesus Christ we've got Alex Shadman's 100% Wolf at number 2 we got Onward from Dan Scanlon and at number one we've got Unhinge which is the new film from Derek Bort. Okay people, so that's our top ten. So before we get into the films, let's uh, listen to some of this. Okay, people, so if you are a fan of nostalgia and, uh, yeah, you'd love to travel back to, um, you know, those golden ages of the 60s, then this could very well be for you because it's back. That's right, people, the swinging 60s are back because... July the 29th marked the launch date of a new streaming service called Network On Air. Yep, that's right. It's available via watch.networkonair.com. 
The new service offers TV fans a unique nostalgic experience where TV meets streaming with a selection of time travel nights in. Network on air available um, in the UK and Ireland enables nostalgia fans old and new the opportunity to rent specially curated nights in and collected series from ABC television which broadcast in the Midlands and Northern England between 1956 and 1968. Many of these programs have not been seen since their original broadcast. Nighting consists of four to six hours of exclusively curated programming, including specially recorded new linking material from David Hamilton, um, clips and contemporary ads. Nights in are entirely remastered in the best possible quality. Platform viewers will enjoy a truly vintage viewing experience. It is time travel TV. These nights in will be made available alongside accompanying series to launch the service. Titles include Dial 999, Big Night Out, Armchair Theatre, and the Bruce Forsyth Show. On top of this, various special documentaries can be found, including one on Michael Caine, available exclusively via the second night in episode. Original ABC announcer David Hamilton says... In October 1960, I made my television debut as an announcer for ABC TV at the Disbury Studios in Manchester. In those days, there were only two TV channels, BBC and ITV. ABC, the weekend contractor in the North and Midlands, had a blockbuster schedule and people went to work on Monday mornings talking about the programmes they had all seen the night before. Something that couldn't happen today, truly a golden era of television. The first night entitled Welcome Once Again to Manchester includes... Here's David Nixon, episode 1, Dial 999, The Great Gold Robbery, Opportunity Knocks, Big Night Out, The ABC of ABC, The Channel's 10-Year Anniversary Special, Armchair Theatre, A Very Fine Line, and Surprise Bonus Shows. Nights in which include 6 to Four to six hours of programming presented as an evening of television, a priced at three ninety nine for the first three, which uh, with future nights in at four ninety nine. People can also rent hand picked collections of episodes from their favorite series for six ninety nine, including over nine hours of golden TV nostalgic viewing. On top of this, users will have 28 days to watch the content from purchase. The content itself is available for a limited time only on the platform. So, 
if you want to check it out, make sure you go do it soon. With their new on-demand service, Network Literally Goes On Air. Boom, people. There it is. So, if you want to time travel all the way back, go do it via watch.networkonair.com. Okay, film fans, this will be of interest to you. Today, Cinema Showtime, an Indiegogo crowdfunding multimedia project designed to reunite film fans following the coronavirus lockdown, has launched. They will be working in partnership with Medi Cinema, the charity that brings the magic of film to hospitals. Cinema Showtime is a project that is looking forward to a time when restrictions are lifted and we can start going and doing what we love again. Going to the pictures. It is looking forward to a time when we can watch rescheduled movies that we have been waiting to see for months on the big screen with our friends. The current guidelines suggest that we can expect to see cinemas reopen to the public from July the 4th. Perhaps that will be our own Independence Day. (laughs) What the Cinema Showtime project involves production and distribution of a free glossy magazine written by film experts and packed with the ultimate preview of every movie being released between November the 20th and August the 23rd. Sorry, that's November 2020 to August 2021. This will include the latest release dates, info, features, interviews and more. Staging a one-off live event in a prominent London venue called Cinema Showtime Live that fans and contributors will be invited to attend. This will include a fan lottery with incredible prizes and money can't buy merchandise and experiences also creating an online site and newsletter that celebrates the return of cinema with up-to-the-minute news and information production unique and exclusive merchandise to tie in with the event and film releases and also 10% of all contributions and money raised will go to the charity Medi Cinema to assist with their work. The teams behind Cinema Showtime, Creative Path Group Limited, Strike Media Limited and My Film Club will be monitoring the latest coronavirus guidelines to ensure that what is planned will be sensible and time sensitive. The first glossy magazine is currently scheduled for October. As this proceeds, a number of major rescheduled movie releases for November onwards. These include No Time to Die, Black Widow, Soul, Free Guy, Peter Rabbit 2, Fast and the Furious 9, Top Gun Maverick, 
Coming to America 2, The Tomorrow War, Venom 2 and many more Medi Cinema is a registered UK charity that builds and runs state-of-the-art cinemas in NHS hospitals Which accommodate beds and medical equipment They work to help improve patient well-being, resilience and recovery through the power of film And the shared cinema experience Currently their cinemas are suspended just like all regular cinemas across the country Instead they are providing a free movie channel for patients to access at their bedsides During the long periods of isolation that come with restricted visiting hours We are raising money for them to keep these services running and to ensure their in-hospital cinemas can reopen when it is safe to do so. Um, the Medi Cinema CEO Kat Mason said, "We all miss being able to go out to see a film with friends and for our NHS patients who are more isolated than ever and not able to visit our in-hospital cinemas. It is even harder. This is such a wonderful initiative. Uh, we are so grateful for Cinema Showtime support, which will help." Ensure that our cinemas will reopen and that patients can once again have a break from the wards and their conditions to do what used to feel normal to all of us. To go and watch a great film. Alright, so check out the links in this episode's information on how you can get involved with uh, Cinema Showtime. Great stuff. Okay, film fans, this is huge news. So the Fantasia International Film Festival will be celebrating its 24th year. It's 24th edition. But due to current situations, this will be a virtual event. Accessible to movie lovers across Canada and the world, I imagine It's going to have a wild assortment of scheduled screenings, panels and workshops Taking place online from the 20th of August all the way through to the 2nd of September So they decided to launch it as a, a digital edition um, you know, because they wanted to keep health and safety of attendees to, you know, a maximum, right? So, um, you know, that's a big thing, but you will still get to enjoy all the things that you have become accustomed to and love about the festival itself. And um, yeah, they are not scrimping So this year's festival is going to be opening With uh, Neil Marshall's new film That's right people, Neil Marshall will be having his new cinematic powerhouse The Reckoning opening the festival Right, so um, the film is a poignant and horrific 
period thriller set in 1665 against a backdrop of the Great Plague and a subsequent witch hunt in England. The Reckoning will star Charlotte Kirk, Sean Pertwee, Joe Anderson, Stephen Waddington and Emma Campbell-Jones. So uh, it's a vivid, compelling and confrontational film whose themes and frighteningly pertinent to today's concerns it will knock the wind out of you (laughs) so uh yeah people be warned so also you will be able to see um chino moyo's underdog um yeah there's going to be um tizaki barbara's um which is uh, it's an adaptation um, by Mac, Makoto Tezuka. Yeah, we will get that. Um, also, The Curse of Audrey Ershaw from uh, Thomas Robert Lee. You know, there's going to be... Um, Sidraf Savini's um, A Nightmare Odyssey of Ritual Magic. So you can get that. As well as people, there is there is more trust. We have Brian Benito's The Dark and the Wicked. Um, John Hyman's Alone. We've got Yuji Shimamari's Crazy Samurai Mosiah, Eliza Kephart's Slacks. Um, you know, there is Yuvov Shamir's The Prophet and the Space Aliens. And people, the festival is ending with The Legend of Barton Tue. This is from Kyle McNaughton, and um, it's an indigenous Kiwi martial arts action comedy. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, there is a lot, people, there is a lot to look forward to, okay? So... Check the um, information for details. There will be a link and everything. So, uh, yeah, check out the um, the website for more information of, of what is coming to the festival. Because, um, you know, there's going to be things like the John Carpenter Lifetime Achievement Award and Masterclass. Yeah, there's going to be a tribute to Jose Mojoic Marines. Yeah, I mean, it's jam-packed, people. So, remember, we have got the Fantasia International Film Festival coming to you from the 20th of August to the uh, 2nd of September. And it's going to be covered here on Echo Chamber. Boom. Great stuff, right? 
Okay, people. So now we've um, had all that information, let's get into this week's films. All right, sit down, relax, and uh, yeah, let's get down to it. Okay, so I was looking for something to check out and I thought I would give Fatal Affair a try. Um, so it's directed by Peter Sullivan, um, produced by Barry Barnholtz, Jeffrey Schneck, um, along with Nia Long. Uh, Sullivan wrote the film alongside Rashida Ghana. And the film is starring Nia Long, Omar Epps, uh, we've got uh, Stephen Bishop, KJ Smith, um, Aubrey Cleland, Maya Stojan, Caroline Hennessy, uh, Kate Orsini, Lynn Alicia Henderson, you know, it's a decent cast, you know, Estelle Swery, Kim Jackson, Jacob Aaron Gaines, so yeah, um, and the gist of the film is this, so Ellie, who's played by Long, tries to mend her marriage who's to Bishop, with her husband, Marcus. After a brief encounter with an old friend, David, played by Epps, only um, to find that David is more dangerous and unstable than she'd realised. Bom, bom, bom! So, you know, I think the big thing that pulled me to the film was basically... Um, long and Epps, you know, like, man, they have got some great films, both of them combined, you know, if you look back at some of the things, you know, they were together in In Too Deep, which is an, it's a great film, In Too Deep is a great film that I think people sleep on, you know what I mean, which is insane, because it's so good. But Epps was in Juice. Great film. Higher Learning. Um, you know. I've seen Scream 2 at the very beginning. <laughs> uh, the Wood. You know, Love and Basketball. Which is one of my favourites. Brother. Another great film. Conviction. Which I kind of feel is something that. People don't really check for, you know, just a lot of good stuff. Hasn't been in um, a whole a whole lot of great things recently. Now, Trick, which we, we, we've looked at in this, um, you know, on this podcast, that was okay. You know, that was okay. But, you know, nothing amazing. And long, Boys in the Hood. You know what I mean? Friday, Love Jones, which is another 
of my favourite films of all time. Um, yeah, just, you know what I mean, just some, some great frigging films. Some great boiler room. Man. It, it, it's crazy when you, you know, you just look at everything and you're just like, yo. I think probably one of the better things of late was probably Roxanne, Roxanne, you know? Uh, but yeah, you know, so I figured I'd check it out. Like Stephen Bishop is one of those cats that he's been in a lot of stuff that you've seen, but he's one of those dudes that are just around. You know, like, kind of early Philip Seymour Hoffman, when you think of all the films he's been in, and you look back and you'd be like, yo, I didn't know he was in that. I didn't know he was in that. And that's kind of Bishop for you, you know? But, uh, yeah, so I figured I'd give this a go. Um, so it opens up, right? I feel the opening says a lot, right? So you've got these, this couple... You know, they're being intimate, and, ah, I don't know, I think the way a sex scene is shot, you know, I think it kind of speaks volumes, right, and this was very just generic, like, just showing that shit that doesn't really, it always just bugs me, right, it's just like, when someone then gets up, and they Grab a, grab a towel And it's just like When the fuck does that ever happen but Like that never happens That's just ridiculous And they act like You know what I mean Like th- these people just haven't done a certain thing You know But anyway Because it's not about Oh I want to see something It's just Show something And make it feel real Right So then th- This scene It's shot in this weird ass way then you just, because she gets up to get some water, right, and that whole thing, just the action of going to get some water is just done in this weird way, right, and you think, right, to quickly get up and get water, but in that time, her dude's been killed, and it's just like, being, but not just killed, Killed and then put into a bathtub full of water Which is like, wait, how did all of that happen? How did all of that, that, that that's not happening <laughs> You know? Um, and it's just the whole reactions to it So you go, okay, okay, it's one of those thrillers Yo, this is it's set up, this film is meant to be a psychological thriller, right? But it's just set up like that. And you're like, eh, fine, fine. Then we jump to um, Long. Um, you know, Long Bishop. You know, them doing their kind of thing together. Hanging out and all of that. And at first I'm like, wait. Was this meant to be the the?" Did we just see the end of the film and then we step forward, you know what I mean? Like back a few weeks or months or something. Which that whole thing is explained. Because yeah, I was kind of like, wait, what are we seeing? 
<laughs> but I, I kind of figured that might be me and my bullshit eyesight, you know what I mean, so whatever, whatever, you know, uh, but yeah, we, we see, um, you know, Ellie and Marcus just moved into a new house and all of that, so it's kind of set up like they've got this perfect lifestyle, perfect life, moved into a great house, but it, they, there seems to be an odd little thing, you know, because they show her getting into bed, and him being right on the other side, back to her, and she gets in, doesn't snuggle up, and so you're like, okay, they're trying to show something, but, like, what, you know what I mean, um, and she's, so she's what, she's a lawyer, right, so she's at this law firm, and one day she walks into the office, there's a new dude working there, and it's David, right, and then we get this whole thing, like, oh, they used to, um, go to school together, like, university, I feel, and all of a sudden, he, they, you know, they, they're going to hang out, right, he's like, oh, so when we get a drink, can we hang out, blah, 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 and they're like, okay, yeah, now, they're hanging out, right, and it's all weird, but it's all weird even before you get to them hanging out, right, it's the terminology that is getting used, it's weird, it's, cre it's creepy, see, this is the thing, like, they made it creepy, but then they made it creepy, and, and trying to act like she's not even noticing, which is odd, right, because, you know, sometimes you might go, um, to a girl, hey, how are you doing, and then, uh, you know what I mean, like, they'll overanalyze, huh, seem kind of eager, the way they said, how are you doing, blah, 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 you know, you know people do that shit, so it's just like, how the fuck is she not breaking down anything that he's saying to her, because it's just weird, it's all really fucking just the way he's saying it, it's weird, and the way he's pushing for them to, you know, go out, and then when they, she's like, oh, I'm having a drink with my friend, come along, and he goes, and he said, it's a date, and you're like, right, hold on, but there is nothing, now, if they had shown her go, wait, hold on, that's a bit weird, or just anything, you'd be like, all right, all right, but they don't, they don't, and they, she's only just reconnected with this dude that she hasn't spoken to, I think they kind of say in 20 years, right, and she's then telling him all this personal shit, which you're just a bit like, mm, don't feel that's gonna happen, don't feel that's gonna happen, because what we then, you know, the kind of shit that unfolds, they didn't, they're not overly close, close anyway, right, because, you know, he had a girlfriend at uni and all of this, which she doesn't even remember, she doesn't even know, and all of that kind of thing, so you're like, you can't have been 
crazy close at uni, when you don't even know certain shit about each other, but they have, you know, they have it that she's telling him all of this stuff, and you're just like, wait, why the fuck would you do that, and all the time, he's pushing for them to get it on, and especially when you look at things right now, you know what I mean, like, the, the way people are getting blown up for things that they've said, you look at everything that, you know, he says to her, and you'll go, yo, people would be saying that's basically rape right now, you know, it's crazy, it's just crazy, and even if we weren't in this current kind of, I guess, climate, it's just creepy, <laughs> he's just acting creepy, but they're in the bathroom, he follows her in, firstly, you know what I mean, she's just about to leave, and then he's in the doorway pushing her in, and then they're all kissing, and it's just weird, right, but they have, and before anything, like, they kiss, but before anything else happens, you know, like, she, he takes her panties off, which you kind of feel in that moment, you just slip him to the side, but anyway, right, anyway, she's going, no, I can't do this, I can't do this, and leaves, that's it, right, and then we have him just acting all weird, acting all weird, you know, sending her messages and all of this kind of stuff, and just acting a certain way, she's ignoring these calls, right, but then, ah, I kind of feel what happens, he turns up at her house, he turns up at her house with her best friend, because he's now kind of got in with her best friend, started dating her, so then he's turned up at the house, right, so that's happened, and then he's acting like they don't know each other and all of this, and you're kind of thinking to yourself, why hasn't she told her husband, right, there is so many opportunities for her to tell her husband, especially when it gets to that, Oh, and he's already been to her house. He left a package at her house before that as well. Right? So, like, too many weird-ass things happen that you'd think, I, you're going to have to come clean. And, and you know, not, you didn't have sex, right? So you can go, listen, I, you know, I was drunk. I kissed this dude. I, I just feel shitty about it, like, yeah, I'm a sorry, blah, 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 but she doesn't, which you're just like, why wouldn't you do this, like, why wouldn't you do this, why wouldn't you save, like, any of the interactions, any of this, any, you know what I mean, because we're in this digital world, we've, like, you can't make a film in today's society, right, but act like people 
wouldn't have seen the, the countless documentaries, TV series, films that depict these things, right? Don't act like people haven't seen fatal attraction. Don't act like people haven't seen sliver and just all the other crazy ass shit, basic instinct, like all of them. Because it's weird, right? Sleeping with the end. It's just weird <laughs> that you, you kind of act like, you know, people wouldn't think, oh, I should do this in this situation. This is just super weird. This is super creepy. Bum, bum, bum. But on top of all of this kind of stuff that's going on in this, right? There's this situation with the best friend, Right? Who has just met this one dude? Just met this dude, right? Just met, they've just started going out, but in an argument, she takes his word over hers, and you're just like, wait, wait, that makes no sense, right? Now you could be like, I don't know, Ellie, like, ba ba bum, but. Yeah, right, fine. I know you, so I wouldn't. I'm not fully gonna say, but it's weird that this is the first you're telling me, right? Act it like that, but the friend is just like categorically, no, you've always like acting like you've always been a liar, you've always been this, you've always blah blah blah. It's the film doesn't really set up the situations, right? It 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 just throws these things at you. But they always feel unbalanced. Like the situation between Ellie and Marcus. Right? She's, you know, acting like, um, oh, I just feel so distant from him. But then we find out, oh, he was in a body cast for six months. <laughs> it's just a bit like, wait, hold on. <laughs> wait. What are you talking about? Like, obviously there's gonna be something if someone has just had this horrific situation hat. You know what I mean? It, it's just like they they create they want to create this thing, but they don't. You know what I mean? They don't paint the picture why the thing would happen, why you would get to that point. Right? So you either create a reason for it to happen or just paint it as a flash in a pan. You know what I mean? Just they were out drinking, got mad drunk, this crazy thing happened, and it's just like, oh, fuck, fuck, what have I done? But you know what I mean? Pick a lane. Pick a lane. And then balance out your characters. You know what I mean? That's what you need to do. Balance out the characters. Because everyone just feels a bit off. And like the, you know, the script, everything is just wooden. All the interactions, they just don't really feel like there's any emotion behind them. Like you've got the interactions with the daughter, you know, all feel a bit off. Then... It is, it's just like at the end, 
not not quite at the end, but there's a bit at the end, and you've got Marcus talking with Ellie, and it's just like, I can't say that what you did makes me happy, but I've always loved you, and I can't live without you, and it's just like, alright, Omi, say it with a little emotion, you know what I mean, make us feel it, because at the moment, I don't feel anything, like, nothing here makes any sense, it, it, it's just, you know what I mean, a film that's ridden with cliches, and it's like, you get the sense that, you know, when they're putting this together, they're like, okay, we want this to happen, we want this to happen, and we want to have this twist at the end, yeah, that would be cool, and then it's just like, okay, but how do we get from there to there to there to there? How do we do that? And they're just like, uh, I think that works. Do you know? That, that's the kind of sense you get from this. It just doesn't, it's not punchy. It's not believable. It doesn't hit you. And to be honest, it's not even really a thriller. You know, and it's definitely not psychological. Because it, it, you know, it doesn't doesn't give you enough, and you're not invested. You know what I mean? Which is a damn shame. It's a damn shame for the people that's in it, right? But hey ho, it's one of those things, I guess, right? Um. Now listen. Obviously. You know, I'm just, yeah, <laughs> I'm not really one for this type of thing, but maybe you are, right? I, so I guess, you know, mm, like, um, uh, it's difficult, right? But I, Sullivan made a film a couple of years ago called Secret Obsession. So, that's probably a good, a good litmus test. If you liked that, then yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna dig this. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's a good one for, um, you know, if you're, uh, if you're gonna be down for this, right? Then I'd say that, um, Obsessed... You know, the uh, Idris Elba Beyonce film, right? Again, I kind of feel that this, that would be a gateway drug for this one. If you, you know what I mean? If you like those two films, they're probably more akin to, um, you know, what this is. Because, like, it's not, um, it's not really... A gone girl, you know, a simple flavor, um, you know, it's not quite a sleeping with the enemy, but again, you know, if, if you're down for that type of film, this could be for you, so maybe check out the trailer, you know, if you like the people in it, if you like the director, then yeah, give it a go, but it's on Netflix, right? So it's always going to be there. It's a fatal affair, people. So, uh, yeah, maybe 
it will be for you. Okay, people, so, man, this is an interesting one, okay? So, uh, Trafalgar releasing are um, giving people a bit of a treat. That's right, Elvis, that's the way it is. Now, this is a, a, I'd say a new documentary. Well, it's not really. It's a re-release of an old documentary that was made, I think, like, 50 years ago? Yeah, 50 years ago. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of crazy, right? Um, yeah, so they're bringing it back to the cinemas. Uh, for one day only, though, on the 13th of August, Right? The 13th of August, so that's next Thursday uh, And you'll be able to, you know, get your tickets um, So go to your local cinema and check it out If you're a fan of The King But, um, yeah, so this is the gist, right? So on July 31st, 1969 Elvis Presley Staged a triumphant return to the concert scene Right? In, where else? Las Vegas, Nevada That's right, people He'd been away from the stage for about 10 years Making all those films So, yeah, he came back for a series of concerts Broke all box office records at the time so, um, you know, what this is, it's a, uh, you know, it's a feature-length documentary and concert film which features, like, performances, you know, of all those classic songs that everybody loves. You know, Love Me Tender, Blue Suede Shoes, Heartbreak Hotel, Suspicious Minds. All of that And Yeah it, It's then got some other Footage Right um, So it puts Together Like um, Three different rehearsals I believe You know of him with the band Him with his backing singers and whatnot, kind of going over things, breaking things down, trying to die all those little kind of the minutiae of it all, you know, breaking down the song, being like, okay, we need to come in on this point, get you, and so we see them getting the feel of everything, you know, feeling comfortable with each other, because you know, as I say, he's been away. For a long ass time So yeah, we get that We get to see some of that kind of stuff And um, then We uh, get to see him on stage Get to see him on stage doing his thing And uh, yeah, so if you're a fan Of, you know, the music documentary 
and you're a fan of Elvis Presley, then this very well could be for you, people. Um, it is really interesting. There's, you do get, you know, that kind of slightly intimate view. Now, the rehearsal footage, it is, like, it's an interesting thing, right? Because I imagine when this was made, there wasn't a whole heap of these things. So they they try and give you that kind of feel. You know, we see him eating and all of that, joking around with, you know, the, um, with his bandmates and everything. Like, one crazy-ass moment, which I'm just like, I am surprised they put it in there. But you see him with the backing singers, and they ask him about, you know, I guess a, a member of his band They're like where's Gigi And then he's just like oh yeah Gigi Gigi you know I had to let Gigi go And I'm like oh and He's like oh no Gigi didn't really want to go What it is And then he's just like Lays it all out You know Gigi had a kid And then he got married to someone else So yeah you no know, There was problems and blah blah I'm just like what the fuck <laughs> Just throw Gigi under the bus Like what But yeah so he's relaying All of this kind of information And so we see that But It's, it's you know It's a recording right and, he, and they know that the cameras Are there and you have him On moments be like Oh you can't say that They'll edit it out Oh they'll edit that bit out You can't say that and you don't actually hear what they say <laughs> Like on a couple of occasions He says the thing that they said But you can't really hear what other people are saying that much It's mainly kind of on Elvis So although it's meant to be like that candid look it, it You know it's been edited down Right, they're only showing Certain things Like it all looks fun It all looks cool They're all having You know a laugh and a joke And everything like that Then we get to the concert And That's just Man It's insane Just seeing how like everyone Is reacting And going crazy And all of that kind of stuff you know, it, 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 it's crazy You know, it's, it's this packed Packed arena But it's all sit down Right, so it's a it's an interesting thing to see Because, you know, now At a gig, you've got downstairs That's usually standing And then, you know, upstairs And the balconies That's where everyone's seated But this, it's just, you know Everyone's seated at tables but then you've got, and like just all the girls like running to the front And he's singing songs And he's going down <laughs> he's, he's like leading into the crowd just lipsing up chicks <laughs> It's just like, wait, what? What is going on? And he's just like, at first, but you see him like, to, like you know, holding hands And you know, it's a standard stuff and You're like, yeah, 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 yeah But then he starts kissing girls 
And it's not just a peck on the cheek. Like, these are full-on kisses. Full-on kisses. And uh, at one point, he jumps off the stage. You see him jump off the stage. And just walking through. Just kissing girls. (laughs) But it's just like, they... As soon as he jumps into the crowd, you just see all of these girls just bum rush him. It's insane. It is insane. Like, there's this one bit that's hilarious. There's this old woman comes over and you can see him just think, nah. (laughs) And he just kind of, you know, walks faster, just lipsing everyone else up. There are some young-ass people up in the crowd as well, right? Yes, see, some of the girls in line to kiss him. And you're thinking, how old are you? Like, you do not, you do not look old. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, I don't even think she's 16, you know? And there's one girl who definitely was not. Definitely was not. But the crazy thing, like, you get his full reaction to some of this shit. Like, one girl is just, you know, he's just, like, throws her arms around him. He's just, I love you, I love you, I love you. And he does look at, when he kind of pulls away, he does look a little like, what the fuck? (laughs) And there's some of it. Uh, This older woman comes up to him, and he's just like, Oh, hey, <laughs> do you, uh, do you want to just uh, a little peck or do you want to properly fool around? And she's just like, lay it on me. <laughs> but yeah, we, we, you know, we see all of this. He's signing autographs and everything. We get to see all of that. Like, you know, there's a few pan away shots to the, uh, you know, the audience every now and again. And you do see the full just engagement, the excitement of people being there, seeing this thing. Because I imagine at the time, people are probably thinking he's not going to tour again, right? You know what I mean? Like, you know those bands who haven't been on tour for years, and then you get the email. It's just like, thingy are coming back. And it's just like, what? So just being there, I remember when Blur played Hyde Park. Man, that was a crazy-ass gig. You know what I mean? And just the excitement of everyone in the crowd. It was crazy. And I imagine that's a kind of similar thing. Though, the crazy thing, remember, there weren't big-ass bands, really. Yo, he was, like, the big star. You know, now there's a load of different huge bands, right? It's still something to see them live, but, you know, they're not the only game in town, but kind of, he was one of the only game in town, so yeah, you get to just see and kind of feel the energy, which is something, 
You know what I mean? It, it, it's fun, man. It, it's crazy. Now, the thing is, because it was a series of concerts, right? So we get the initial concert, but then he, I think he kind of filmed, I think there was like four or five something, right? And th- it's a really good edit because, you know, it jumps between, but it's a seamless, it's seamlessly edited. And the only way you kind of notice is the different jumpsuits, right? That's it. Because suddenly you notice, oh, the buttons on the front are different, right? But it's the same song. And it's just like, boom, boom, just seamless. You know, so yeah, this is, it's interesting. It's crazy. Like, it's mainly the gig, right? Mainly the gig. You get a bit... Because you open up with um, with a concert, right? So it opens up with a little bit of a concert. And um, because I think that was... I believe that might have been the, you know... One of his first ever gigs, right? So you get that um, from Arizona. Then it goes into the rehearsal. And then, yeah, probably get an hour, probably a little bit longer, of Elvis singing. Elvis singing live. So, yeah, all the songs, man. (laughs) I mean, like... All the songs, you know, Mystery Train, That's All Right Mama, I've Lost You, Love Me Tender, Patch It Up, You've Lost That Loving Feeling, I Just Can't Help Believing, Sweet Caroline, Heartbreak Hotel, One Night, Blue Suede Shoes, All Shook Up, Polk Salad Annie, Bridge over troubled water, suspicious minds, can't help falling in love, don't be cruel, you don't have to say you love me, but you can if you want, (laughs) so yeah, if you're a fan man, you get to see all of it, you get to feel that kind of electricity, and I imagine this in the cinema, you know what I mean, in the cinema, With the sound system and everything. It's probably something. You know. I imagine it is. It is a bit of a buzz. So. um, Yeah. You know. If you're a fan. I'd say go check it out. It's 108 minutes. Kind of roughly I'd say. So people. If you've missed the cinema. And you want to go back. And go back in a big way. Then I would suggest go visit the website. Elvis. That's the way it is. Dot com. You'll get a list of cinemas where this will be showing. And go book your ticket. Because you will not want to miss it. So it's getting released. In um, I think like over 300 cinemas. In the UK. Republic of Ireland, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Sweden, Denmark, Finland, 
Norway, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Australia, and New Zealand. So, uh, yeah, there you go, people. Get yourself a little gyration. Get yourself a little dose of the king. <laughs> Okay, people, so we are coming to a close of another episode. But before we do, let's look at um, what's happening in the world of films. Okay, so Matthew Vaughan has come out and said that the, um, the prequel film, The King's Man, you know, will plant seeds... For the first, for the third and final film in the uh, main trilogy. Um, so the King's Man is set during the early days of the First World War, and it stars Ralph Fiennes, Dijon Hansen, and Gemma Atherton. Okay, so it's supposedly gonna be different to um, the two films we have seen so far and it's gonna be more of an espionage film so um, that that could be interesting Um, Vaughn is toying with the idea of uh, directing the film himself or possibly handing it across to someone else alright so in other news Jake Gyllenhaal's Nine Stories production have signed a first look deal with New Republic Pictures. Um, also, Isa Ray is um, she's executive producing a new documentary for HBO called Seen and Heard. And um, it's looking at the history of black television. Uh, So what they're doing is approaching it through the eyes of those who have written, produced and created. As well as starring in groundbreaking series of the past and present. So that sounds like it could be really interesting, and, and it's getting, um, you know, it's going to be produced as a two-part feature. Um, also, uh, we've got a new film coming from uh, Will Speck and uh, Josh Gordon. It's called Distant. It's starring Naomi Scott and Anthony Ramos and um, basically it follows an asteroid miner who uh, crash lands on an alien planet and um, he's now trying to find a fellow survivor who is trapped in her you know survival pod on the other side of the planet so to reach her he has to contend with the new surroundings 
the harsh terrain and um you know the inhabitants of the planet so uh, yeah there is a that uh now this is a crazy one right so james one and michael clear are uh, working with spyglass to um create a new film based on Knight Rider yeah it's um I don't know it's interesting so TJ Fixman is uh, scheduled to write the film and uh, yeah it's gonna be based on you know the original concept which had David Hasselhoff you know, um, who was a former Los Angeles police detective who'd been shot in the face in the field. He was rescued by a billionaire, Wilton Knight, given a new identity and sent out in the field for the foundation for law and government flag oh man it's so corny <laughs> with um you know a, a, an ai controlled vehicle called the uh, night industries 2000 otherwise known as kit ah oh, man yeah I, I don't know how this is gonna work in the current day but uh, we will see what they um, come up with. <laughs> so, interesting news. Disney, you know, with the pandemic and everything, they, every studio has been shuffling their schedule, you know? Trying to maximize and get the most out of the big releases. Now, Mulan was always seen as a huge release. So, Disney are still releasing it in the cinema, but they are going a day and day release. So, it's going to hit the cinema on the 4th of September, but it is also hitting Disney Plus on the same day. Now, hold on. Okay, people thinking, oh shit, I got Disney Plus, I'm going to see that shit for free. Not quite. Okay. So they have added a charge. Um, it's going to be $29.99. So that's US dollars. I don't know if they will be um, adjusting that. Or if it will be one of those cheeky moves. Where it, then it becomes £29.99. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, yes. It's go they're going to charge you to watch it, but it's not a rental, right? So once you pay the price, that means you own the film for as long as you have Disney+. Plus. So, uh, yeah, and there you go, people. Be interesting to see, um, you know, what this does, but... With a lot of people still uncertain about 
whether it's safe to hit places like the cinema. This seems like an interesting move and a smart one. But, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen. So this is interesting. Okay, so there was a Korean feature called The Man From Nowhere, which was a big hit in 2010. Uh, So... Derek Kolstad and Chad Stakaski have decided to um, remake it for, uh, you know, the English-speaking market. And the story follows a quiet pawnshop keeper with a violent past who takes on a drug and organ trafficking ring in hope of saving the young girl who is his only friend okay so um, obviously Kolstad will write and Stakowski will produce and right now they are looking for someone to direct now those two are known for their John Wick collaborations and someone else who is a big part of the John Wick situation Keanu Reeves um, who is uh yeah appearing in a new film the third in the uh bill and ted franchise okay so um bill and ted face the music was scheduled to hit cinemas on the 4th of september but that has now changed because you know that weekend it's Labor Day weekend and it is stacked. There's a lot of shit coming out. So they've decided to uh, get ahead of things. And the film will now be hitting on the 28th of August. Right? So it's still gonna do its day and day release. So it's still gonna be hitting cinemas and premium VODs. On the same day, just a few days earlier. So, um, hey, we have that to look forward to. And finally, people, this is pretty big friggin' news. So, Captain Marvel was a huge hit last year for um, Marvel, right? It grossed 1.13 billion worldwide. A massive hit and we know that a sequel is coming now we know that Marvel have hired near the Costa to do that sequel right um, and the crazy thing is this will be the Costa's third film right so she broke out the gate with little woods that was you know it it won Sundance, like within a selection of you know scripts and whatnot. Uh, she she was then able to um, hit Kickstarter, crowdfund to make the film, which starred Tessa Thompson, and now she is um, directing the Candyman remake that is hitting on the fourth of September. So um, yeah. She's going to be directing Captain Marvel. 
and I believe that she is the um, first black female director. So this is huge, huge man. And um, I am very much looking forward to see what she does with it. Uh, so um, people, that is us. We are done. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Remember, go hit, um, yeah, go hit, uh, you know, the, um, Elvis, Elvis the way it is dot com and book your tickets because, hey, the documentary is one day only. 13th of August next Thursday So make sure you get your tickets sorted out Because remember cinemas are, um, aren't at full capacity people So uh, yeah, uh, enjoy that, handle your business And we will catch you next week, okay? So uh, people, enjoy your film watching Peace